0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. Bluffton's new police chief, Stephanie Price, sat down with our Chamber CEO, Bill Miles, for a great discussion on the Bluffton Police Force. What's happening, what's new, and what's next?
1: Today, we're sitting down in the Chamber studio with the town of Bluffton Police Chief, Stephanie Price. And uh, what a storied career Chief, you've had so far, but uh, before we get into that, I thought we'd start look back in the beginning, and knowing that uh, before you got into police work, you were an EMT as well as a licensed practical nurse, and I thought it'd be good for our listeners to hear how you really transitioned from that, which is a, a great calling, into another even higher calling, being into police work. <laughs>
0: So um, actually, my career path really started with being a cosmetologist, which, of course, as you know, was a hairstylist. And I'll tell you, that experience is so valuable, so valuable, because it lets me talk to all different kinds of people about all different kinds of things. And that has served me more in my policing career than I can ever tell you. But yes, it's true. And by the way, I still am a licensed cosmetologist, just FYI. Good to know. Thank you. Um, my kids were sure happy about that when the uh, salons got shut down. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, But yes, after that, I was really interested in medicine and became an EMT, moved on to a paramedic. And then I decided, well, I'd really like to you know, know more about medicine and, and further that. And so became a licensed practical nurse. In the meantime, I had a couple other jobs as well. I did work on a riverboat, a security. But when I really found my calling in policing is really when it clicked with me. And I thought, this is what I want to do for the rest of my career. So that's absolutely what happened. And I started with the Kansas City, Missouri Police
1: Department. And so here we sit uh, almost 22 years later, I think, experience that you've had serving anywhere from a captain to a sergeant, detective, assistant police chief, and then today being the uh, uh, town of Bluffton's police chief.
0: Absolutely. That's exactly how it went.
1: Yeah. So that's uh, quite a background. And talk to us a little bit, if you would, about the what you've seen different in Bluffton. And I know how that's certainly much more different than what you saw in Kansas City, but being closer to Savannah. Uh, let's just Touch a little bit on Kansas City, Savannah, and then on into Bluffton.
0: So Kansas City, Missouri is a great place to be a police officer. They have amazing opportunities. They have amazing units, a wide variety. It's a large police force. When I was there, they had about 1,500 officers So, and 500 civilian staff. They did a lot of the jobs that town does for us now as far as human resources and finance, and I got to be in all of that, and it was very exciting. One thing I did know about Kansas City since it had so many opportunities that I needed to experience every single one if I wanted to be a police chief someday. I knew stagnation in your career was a bad thing and that I needed a taste of all of it if I was going to advance my career and I wanted to. So I worked my way through investigations and through fiscal, of course, through patrol, narcotics and vice division into the academy. All of it was very valuable and it prepared me for today. Well, I was a commander in the Kansas City, Missouri Police Department, and I thought, you know, I'd like to move on even further. And where could I move on to that was somewhere warm and sunny and friendly and hopeful? And Savannah, Georgia was hiring for police chief, assistant police chief. And that's absolutely what happened. I applied for that job and I was lucky enough to get it. And I had an amazing time over in Savannah. Those folks are really nice. But then one day, one fateful day, I was eating lunch with my husband in one of my favorite parts of this entire country, and it was Bluffton. I had a special place in my heart for Bluffton before I even moved here and before I even, you know, I love Bluffton, as all the residents do. And and, you know, the low country is amazing. So they were hired for police chief and I put in four and I am humbled today to be the police chief. So
1: that's a tremendous story. And uh you, you got close in Savannah and then finally you brought it on home into Bluffton. And we're we're glad to to have you serving as the chief of Bluffton. Mm-hmm.
0: Thank you very much. Uh, there's some wonderful opportunities here. I'm really excited for the police department. It's a very young police department, and that's an advantage because they're more than willing when I ask them, hey, do you think we should do this? And they're like, absolutely, let's do that. All right, let's do it then. Um, and what I'm talking about is we're doing innovations in policing and taking areas from other places. For instance, we're going to be having jujitsu classes you know, um, in police department. We're also having yoga classes. We're starting a mentoring program for some of our younger recruits and our new recruits and new hires. And we're just trying different things in the policing arena to really, really bolster our police department and set us apart, really be innovative.
1: Well, I think, uh, uh, all across the country today, we've heard the challenges of policing and, and, uh, recruiting and retaining officers. And I'm sure that's no different locally than it is, uh, Uh, nationwide.
0: Absolutely. So a recent article came out in the PERF, which is the Police Executive Research Forum, which is the foremost entity in the United States for police research. And what they said was from, I believe it was April 2020 to april 2021 retirements are up 45% and resignations are up 18% in those year comparisons so you know really it's a it's a tough time to be in policing right now and uh, as you know everyone is hiring you're in the business community and uh, policing is no different so we're really trying to attract and, and retain our talent that we have on the Bluffton Police
1: Department. I found it interesting that in, in your background that uh, you have a, a master's in business administration. Yes. And when I think of running a business, certainly important and, and helpful and Running a department, I'm sure with the, the budgeting and the other things that go along with that, that that master's in business administration is something that has come in very useful and, and helpful to you.
0: Absolutely. It really has. I've been thankful for that. And that, of course, was by design to strategic. As you know, even in government, it is a business. And as you know, comes responsibilities of business. And the Master's in Business Administration absolutely helped me formulate how I do strategy within our budget and within our department as well for management.
1: Share a little bit with our listeners about the size of the department and the the budget and and, uh, anything else you think that would be interesting.
0: So uh the Bluffton Police Department, as you know, we're looking at approximately in the area of Bluffton for the next census. There's estimates, hasn't come out yet, but there are estimates that'll be about twenty-five to twenty-nine thousand folks. Your police department consists of sixty-one sworn officers, and you know, that is absolutely everybody from patrol officers all the way up to the captain. So And we do SROs, we have collateral duties, we have Marine Patrol, we have canines, we have everything that you could ever have in a police department. We have a lot of opportunities. So I'm pretty excited for that. Um, Our budget is right at $7 million for the budget for that. And um, most of that, as you know, goes to personnel as with any budget. And so we don't have a lot of wiggle room for things that we want slash things that we need within the department. But thankfully, we are very... Very, very supported by Town Council. Thank you, Mayor and Town Council. And thank you, citizens of Bluffton. And um, we really appreciate your support and we really appreciate your attention to detail and your interactions with our officers in the community. That's really what makes
1: it. You started at an interesting time in October of 2020 and a time when there was a lot going on and, and certainly COVID was on everyone's mind, just as it still is today. What were some of the challenges that dealing uh, in your in your role as the chief and dealing with COVID and officers out in the community?
0: So some of the challenges are challenges that y'all had in your everyday life, too. The only problem or question or issue was, you know, 911 calls still kept happening. People still needed policing's help. We were at work when other folks were staying at home, which presented a lot of challenges to us, both professionally and personally, because as we had interactions with people who potentially may be exposed to COVID, then we went home to our families as well. So one of the greatest things that came out of COVID, and although our officers have always been adaptable and flexible, They became even more so, you know, CDC guidelines were changing, doctor recommendations were changing. It seemed at times daily, no one knew exactly where to go or what to do. We'd never been in pandemics before. So that absolutely created the necessity of flexibility with our officers. They took that amazingly well. They really were the first responders, the first line and the essential workers, they really took it to heart and they understood when we asked them to change. Wear a mask today, don't wear a mask for this. Please make sure you glove up. Please make sure you have your mask on when you have interactions with the citizens to keep us safe and to keep others safe. They were flexible in, you know, calling on the phone, you know, making sure we actually needed to respond to that and we couldn't do it over the phone or we couldn't, you know, devise a different way to help them out of their situation or with their problems or questions that they had. So I really give a shout out to all the officers that were answering those calls on the front line, exposing themselves and by in turn their families every day. So I really appreciate that.
1: Chief, in previous conversations with you, I know how important it is that your officers are getting out in the community, meeting the residents and meeting the business owners and the the colleagues, associates in businesses. Talk to us a little bit about the the programs, uh, program or programs that you have in place that are doing that. So,
0: we, um, we do love the citizens in Bluffton. That is a two-way street, and I believe that relationships really are the building blocks between the officers and between the citizens of Bluffton. So. I'm, I'm grateful for that. Quite frankly, it's one of the reasons I wanted to come to Bluffton. It gave me time to really interact with the community and really go to the businesses and ask them, how are you doing? How, how are we doing? What can we do better for you? And it really is a relationship like that. One of the things that we've actually started doing is our senior staff officers. So our command staff has paired up with a patrol officer and they're going to visit businesses together in a non-enforcement setting. So they can just say, hey, how's it going. And what that does is it really shows our younger officers and mentors them to what we expect them to do in Bluffton. And it also helps the command staff know what younger officers are thinking. It really is a symbiotic relationship. And funnily enough, I actually went and was um, going to some different businesses and introducing myself. And then somebody called me because they had a problem. They're like, hey, I heard you came into my business the other day. Thanks a lot. I was like, yeah, I, I absolutely did. So, we all go and do it and we all have a great time doing it. And I'll tell you right now, um, it really has been a good experience. Um, I recently took our brand new recruits who are still in the pre-academy phase. So they're with us at the law enforcement center. And we went down and we walked down by the docks and things like that. And we just made small talk with folks and asked them how they were doing, where they're from. And the recruits really had a great time doing that. It was all smiles, you know, and I got to learn about their families along the way, you know, and what's important to them.
1: Family, so I'm going to go going to go in just a little different direction, okay. I, and I hope that's okay. I know you have two teenage daughters, and uh, uh, you and your husband do, and and that's one of the most awesome responsibilities I think anyone can have is raising children. Police chief, twenty four seven job, and uh, tell us a little bit about how it is being a mother as well as the chief and making time for kids and family and to do those other parts of life that are so important besides your job?
0: So um, I have a husband. We have been married for quite a long time now. I'd like to tell you how long. I'm thinking it's 23 years. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we've been married for a long time and he's also a police officer. So he's a sergeant in Kansas City, Missouri Police Department still. He'll be retiring here in about a year or so. We do do have a son. So he's he's 19 now, and we have a daughter who's 14. And so their whole entire lives, they have been raised around two police officers. Let's just be completely honest about how that went for them. They didn't really get away with a whole lot. Um, And maybe that's just in my opinion, but they do tell me that their friends feel sorry for them. (laughs) Anyway, um, so being a mom and uh, being police chief, our kids are real resilient. They're ready for change. Uh, Just this year, my daughter, we had plans to go to Florida for my daughter's 14th birthday and uh, those got canceled as something important came up within our community that needed my attention immediately. And I'll tell you this, they understood. They understood. They know what it's like and they know what it's like and how important it is for us to be able to serve our communities. And they understand that they have that service in them as well.
1: Well, that's terrific to hear. And they know when duty calls, duty calls. And, and when duty calls as a parent, you're there for that. And When duty calls as the chiefs, uh, you're there for that as well. Talk to us, if you would, just a little bit about the the process of becoming a police officer. So when there's a vacancy and you're hiring, what all does that candidate go through before they're a sworn officer?
0: Oh, that's a lot. So we have a varied multi-stage hiring process, as any police department does, as any really, you know, police department that's up and coming who wants to get really good quality candidates. One thing you should know about law enforcement, and this is true across the entire nation, is that only one in 10 of those people are successful in becoming a law enforcement officer. Yeah, it's not easy to get there. There's, uh, you know, everywhere from the application that has restrictions on it and disqualifiers to the background check, to the polygraph, to the in-depth to include your social media, visits with friends, you know, making sure that everything's okay hey, call in former colleagues, call in former bosses, oral interviews, hiring panels, assessment centers, and then you get to go to the academy and get tested for the rest of the time as well. So it's not easy, but I'll tell you this. I was just talking about it today. It's the best of the best. You have some of your best memories and make your best friends in law enforcement when you have that calling. So we have memories and stories like no other, and we've worked hard to have those memories and stories like no other.
1: I'm sure that's terrific. The the, the length of time from when someone might apply to actually become uh, an officer, how long does, does that process take?
0: So one thing that we have done in the Bluffton Police Department is what we recognize is, you know the pool of officers or officer potential candidates is becoming smaller and smaller and smaller. And it used to take quite a long time, that process, to actually go through. There were certain departments that could go anywhere from six months to two years. I just talked to a gentleman from New York. He said his took two years to get on New York City Police Department. What we recognize and realize is because that pool is so small, we don't have that kind of time. So we've really compromised pressed how much time it takes. Now our backgrounds are still thorough and everything still checks out and we still get the best that we can for you know our community because that's really what we want. But what we've done is placed an emphasis on hiring and retention as well. We actually have a new sergeant that's in charge of just hiring and retention and officer wellness. So it is really a priority within our police department. So the amount of time it takes now to get you in the door, to get ready to go to the academy can be somewhere in the neighborhood of about mm, anywhere from four to six weeks to two months. Now, after that, the academy in South Carolina, and I'd love to give a shout out to them because they have really been innovative as well. They've done online courses. So the recruits in our um, law enforcement center take online courses for four weeks Then they take a cumulative test and a physical test. Then they get a date to go to the academy, which is then eight weeks. And then they come back as a certified police officer. So the time really varies depending on when you can get into the academy, because right now those academies are pretty full because they were backed up with hiring.
1: It's quite a process. And uh, we're all better for the, the scrutiny and the intensity of that process.
0: Well, make no mistake, Bluffton, the low country, Hilton Head, this is a special area. We won't just hire anyone for our law enforcement officers. We'll only try to get you the best of the best.
1: You mentioned wellness, officer wellness. Um, Is there a program or programs in place in Bluffton or that you had in Savannah or in Kansas City that – uh, really address officer wellness?
0: Absolutely. And so officer wellness is a major focus um, to me and to the officers and I know command staff and Bluffton and officer wellness. Well, for one thing, it's one of the tenets of the president's 21st century policing. And the tenet is simple. If officers take care of themselves, they'll take care of the community better. So we all need to take care of our officers health and wellness because the most mentally healthy officer and the most physically healthy officer is the best for the community. Mm -hmm. Super simple. So what we do in Bluffton is we give our officers that choice and chance to actually be healthy. For instance, we have a gym inside of our police department, which started during COVID and we've expanded and they can work out on duty for an hour a day. Our day, you can go in there and work out. And if you have any, you know, thing that you need to work out, they've got all sorts of weightlifting equipment and cardio equipment. But we've taken it more than that. We're actually doing webinars on officer health and wellness. I just did one yesterday and we're actually. Starting where we take a PAT test to make sure, which is a physical agility test, just like they take when they're getting hired on, to make sure that we're keeping up. And so we're the healthiest we can be. It was really shocking to me when not very long ago I read that the average lifespan of an officer is 57 years.
1: Wow. Fifty seven really? years. years.
0: Fifty seven years old is the average yeah. age of a officer. Yes. When they end their time. So that is very concerning to me. Mm-hmm. It's very concerning. And it's not just about physical health with us. It's about mental health and wellness as well. I have to make sure that you're mentally healthy enough to go out there and really handle the stressors that happen within the police department, and within the community to be able to effectively police
1: we thank you, you and um, uh, all of your your officers for the terrific work and the, the just intense uh, responsibility that you all have and the job and the professionalism uh, and the support. So congratulations. Thank you for uh, joining us today. And again, please take back to all of your officers the the, the heartfelt thank you from the Hilton Head Island Bluffton Chamber of Commerce.
0: I will do. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on today. Thank you Bluffton for your support. And please, please drive safely, take care of each other and please allow each other the grace that they deserve. Thank you. Thanks everyone for listening to today's Hilton Head Island Bluffton Chamber, Five Questions with podcast. We encourage you to tune in for future episodes. We're going to be talking with more thought leaders from throughout the Lowcountry. Wherever you subscribe to your podcast now, whether it's iTunes or Spotify, that's where you'll find your chamber. So tune in for future shows and future podcasts with the Hilton Head Island Bluffton Chamber.